And now it's time for us to discuss more of these headlines and simple keywords. Adam joining us via Zoom. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. <clears throat> Excuse me, Lena. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Still not fully recovered, as you could tell. <laughs> no, it was very discreet. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to blurt it out like that. Uh, not advertising oh, my illness, but uh, oh, yeah, man. I can't help it sometimes. And, and it's more Ooh. tough in the mornings too, right? Like, yeah, it, definitely. It, oh goodness, yeah. Lo- lots of no, tea. Sorry. I mean, that should be right <laughs> up your alley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, uh, let's get started. Uh, if you need a cough, just just wave at me and I'll just I talk do apologize. Over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get over it. All right, we're going to try to uh, clarify some of the major headlines for our listeners. Uh, starting with President Yoon's uh, trip to a uh, trip, excuse me, to the Netherlands. This is our first keyword of the day. Tip diplomacy. So President Yoon has visited the headquarters of leading Dutch semiconductor equipment maker ASML. He was flanked by executives of Korea's top chipmakers and the Dutch king. What's the latest? Yeah, so they were greeted by uh, ASML chief executive Peter Venick, uh, uh, whom Yoon met with twice before, actually, including in July mm. uh, in Seoul. So uh, they it's not the first time they're meeting. They toured the... Uh, so-called clean room facility at ASML and view the next generation extreme violet lithography or EUV equipment production site. And uh, Yoon is the first foreign leader uh, to be shown around the clean room. That's where ASML's machines are produced, basically. And they signed uh, wafers that will be displayed at the headquarters. You know, when you go to sometimes some people do this, but when uh, you visit a friend's house, they'll have a kind of a, a visitor's log that's something you might sign. But of course, this being a chip factory, you sign wafers. Because, uh, <laughs> that is not the city. same, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it before. But anyway, it's kind of the same concept, if you will. Uh-huh. Now, uh, this visit to uh, ASML is especially uh, significant as the firm provides advanced chip manufacturing equipment to. Uh, the top players, especially in Korea, Samsung Electronics and SK Hynix. Uh, you also took part in a Korea-Netherlands semiconductor business dialogue at ASML with other execs from other multinationals as well from uh, Europe. Uh, you thanks companies such as ASML and ASM, uh, another big player in the chip uh, manufacturing industry, for expanding their investments in Korea. He said he hopes to strengthen the Korea-Netherlands chip alliance through this uh, visit of his. And he said he will work towards strengthening direct communication between the two governments and provide all necessary support for the success of semiconductor cooperation projects by both Korean and Dutch companies. You know, the king also took part in a signing ceremony with both nations, uh, seeding three MOUs for cooperation in the chip field. Uh, the two sides agreed to establish a Korean Dutch Academy as well for cutting edge semiconductor technology led by ASML, set to launch uh, next February, so not that long away. Now, Samsung Electronics and ASML will invest also 1 trillion won in a joint research center. Uh, here in Korea, mm-hmm. uh, SK Hynix and ASML also agreed to work on hydrogen recycling technology to enhance the efficiency, energy efficiency of uh, these EUVs. Uh, meanwhile, UN is scheduled to hold a summit with the Dutch Prime Minister uh, Mark Rutte. Uh, the meeting will take place in The Hague. Uh, House of the Dutch Parliament and will mainly focus on cooperation uh, in the semiconductor sector as well. So this whole trip is basically Mm. centered around Mm. chip uh, cooperation. 
Hence the key word, chip diplomacy. If the main focus of a trick could be summarized, it's definitely semiconductors. I mean, they are trying to strengthen cooperation and logistics and artificial intelligence, but it's definitely it's mostly about chips. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to our second key word of the day. Welfare expansion. No blind spots. That's the government plan. Uh, the current government plans to make it easier for people to qualify for livelihood assistance, enhancing social security, and identifying new vulnerable groups at risk of isolation or lonely death. This means they probably need more manpower to keep tabs on who is in the blind spots. Uh, can you tell us more on the plan? Right. So this basically comes amid, uh, of course, a, a changing demographic here in Korea, a, a chronic issue of uh, low population. Uh, and an aging population as well. So, of course, the welfare uh, system and social security nets need to be adjusted mm. according to that. And social services like uh, everyday care and nursing support will be expanded to cover a broader range of people, including the middle class, in fact, and will cater to various needs throughout all stages of life. These plans address complex crises such as low growth and aging population uh, by basically redesigning the social safety net. Now, the plans... Uh, announced by the Welfare Ministry, uh, recognise the emergence of new vulnerable groups experiencing uh, isolation and seclusion and lonely deaths due to broken uh, personal relationships, for example, and the deepening inequality due to the kind of dual structure of the labour market. Uh, The government will relax the criteria for livelihood and medical assistance and gradually increase the basic pension as well. It aims to expand jobs for the elderly to cover uh, 10% of the total elderly population. Uh, The government has announced its plan to increase eligibility for livelihood assistance from 32% to 35%. Uh, of the median income. Uh, it will also raise the housing assistance eligibility from 47% to 50% of the median income and ease the criteria for medical assistance dependence. It has also set a goal to reduce lonely deaths by 20% by the year 2027. Uh, social insurance will be adjusted to provide more support for low income local subscribers and expand the childbirth and military service credit systems as well, effectively increasing pensions uh, for these groups. Uh, to meet diverse demands, the government will expand services like infant childcare, uh, home care and integrated nursing services for all age groups. It plans to establish essential medical and uh, mental health measures and implement a protective childbirth system. Mm. Uh, The government intends to ease the income criteria for accessing social services uh, and differentiate uh, personal contributions based on income level, uh, enhancing user choice. It'll also continue public discussion uh, for pension reform and reorganize health insurance benefit criteria based on uh, medical necessity. Uh, Once the cabinet finalizes these plans, 15 ministries and local governments uh, will develop and implement their plans based on these basic plans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prime Minister Han Dok-su emphasised the government's commitment to closely identifying and protecting uh, new vulnerable groups. He also announced plans to institu- institutionalise uh, sick pay, uh, expand pension insurance premium support for low-income uh, local subscribers and enhance um, social services as well. This includes diversifying customised care services for all age groups from infants to the elderly, uh, expanding paediatric emergency medical and infectious disease infrastructure and, and, uh, excuse me, overhauling uh, the mental health uh, screening system as well to better care for uh, mental health uh, patients as well. That's also uh, part of the kind of um, agendas for the UN administration, uh, Mm -hmm. better 
care for uh, mental health and mm. creating more awareness around it as well. Mm. So this is all included in this kind of welfare reform package, if you will. It's kind of a massive package and because yeah. we thought the focus might be just on uh, maybe the aging population. But I mean, especially that mental health screening, it, it extends to a much bigger demographic, as we previously discussed. Right. Mm. So that's the package deal. We'll see what comes into fruition with what priority, of course. Let's move on to our third keyword of the day. Public-private housing. So building on top of the headline from yesterday, Korea is set to open its public housing sector to a private construction company uh, aiming to curb the state-run LH's current dominance. They have monopoly over these public housing. There's been scandals, as we talked about, especially on, uh, well, faulty construction. So they're bringing in uh, the private sector saying, let's make it a fair competition. What's the latest? Yeah, so this is a, a bit of, bit of a, a long-standing issue at the moment. And, of course, we've had incidents of, you know, parking lot uh, ceilings collapsing because of uh, not being reinforced as much as they should be. Uh, in Incheon, that was the kind of the main kind of um, incident that kind of kick-started this whole kind of mm. criticism and uh, subsequent um, kind of measures. Um, and the government intends to introduce competition, basically, by allowing private companies to participate uh, in public housing projects uh, that were previously dominated by LH. They emphasise that this move wouldn't increase housing prices as well. That's been another concern, mm. basically, saying that if private companies get involved, of course, they're in it for the profits. Uh, uh, and so uh, there could be kind of a, a spike in housing prices, but the government has said that it will try and keep that in check. Now, LH has been the main player uh, in public housing, holding 72% of the supply, with the rest provided by local public corporations as well. So basically, near 100% publicly uh, run. Now, the government diagnosed that the monopoly led to neglect in construction management, poor supervision, uh, and quality decline. Uh, private construction companies will uh, be able to independently undertake design, construction and supervision uh, previously managed by LH. The government stated that if LH fails to meet quality um, and price competitiveness, the market will naturally phase it out, prompting self-innovation. Uh, after the LH land speculation scandal back in March 2021 and subsequent reforms, the fundamental issues uh, apparently remained unresolved. Thus, the government is seeking kind of external forces for LH's uh, innovation, hence putting the private uh, um, uh, sector uh, uh, in the competition. Now, the new model allows basically private companies to buy land uh, from LH and build public housing with their brands such as uh, Hill State, uh, Rebian and Zai. Um, we, all, we already see some of these names tied into some of these LH projects as well, mm. but they are basically LH properties and they're just basically borrowing the name. But these private companies like uh, these big uh, private construction firms will basically be involved in the construction process. Mm. Now, uh, the government will prioritise land allocation to private developers, offering lower housing prices as well. The key challenge is, to, is the active participation of these private developers in the first place, considering rising raw material costs and labour costs and high interest rates as well. Some industry insiders express concerns about meeting quality standards while offering low prices, saying basically that nothing good uh, is uh, basically going to be cheap. So, uh, so the government <laughs> plans to mitigate risks for private developers. Uh, in public housing projects by allowing LAs to sell lands below uh, appraisal prices and providing low interest uh, loans as well. Now, 
It takes about five to six years from the planning stage for private companies to participate in public housing projects. Therefore, this plan might actually not bear fruit mm. uh, within the unit government's term. And of course, uh, with the economic difficulty that the country and the world is experiencing now, uh, it is yet to be seen if these private construction firms are at all interested in the ah. first place in getting involved. Uh, so. Yeah, we'll have to see how it plays out. I mean, there's only so many places they can develop if you think about it. But you're right. Something's got to give when it comes to construction. If they're trying to create affordable housing with limited budget, how do you ensure that the quality remains intact? I mean, we alluded Mm. to it. Even private construction uh, does get the heat for rushed, faulty construction. So we'll wait and see Mm. how this plans out. All right, let's move on to our fourth keyword of the day. Fuel tax cut extended. So it seems like the public and the private sector might get just a little bit of an extension on the break. The government has decided to extend fuel tax cuts by two months until next February to reflect uh, soaring global oil prices, the fluctuation mostly, and to ease public burden. Tell us the details. Right. So as a result, the current 25% fuel tax cut on gasoline and 37% on diesel and LPG will remain in place uh, through next February. Uh, Such reduced rates have uh, been in effect for gasoline since January and for diesel and uh, LPG since July of last year. Uh, Finance Minister Chugyong said all prices are showing a downward trend, but uncertainties do remain in regards Uh, to the situation in the Middle East, uh, for example, and the balance of supply and demand for oil. Uh, With this reduction, some are driving a vehicle with a fuel efficiency of 10 kilometers per litre, which is about the average uh, for 40 kilometers a day, for example, would save about 25,001 in monthly fuel costs. Now, asked if the latest step was made with the upcoming April general elections in mind, she said the government had decided to extend the fuel tax cuts by just two months Mm. uh, instead of four or six to avoid uh, such misconception. Now, in regards to shrinkflation, she said the government will also implement measures to ensure that manufacturers and retailers provide um, accurate information to consumers about the amount and content of a product. For those Mm. uh, still unaware of what shrinkflation is, it is basically the downsizing of quantity uh, with prices basically remaining the same and in some instances uh, increasing as well. So the government has been trying to clamp down on this uh, practice. And finally, our last keyword of the day. Slowing inflation. So U.S. inflation in November has dropped to the low 3% range year on year, slowing a downward trend. Uh, Do we project the Federal Reserve to stop (laughs) with the rate hikes? Uh, I I said with such hesitation. So what's the latest? (laughs) Well, it is widely expected. Uh, These figures... uh, uh, widely expected as well. The Labor, uh, the Labor Department reported that the consumer price index increased 3.1% uh, on year. Uh, this decrease is attributed to falling uh, oil prices. Now, excluding volatile food and energy prices, the core CPI increased 0.3% uh, on the month and 4% from a year ago. Um, the November numbers are still well above the Fed's 2% target, though. 
Uh, it is showing continuing uh, progress and a downward uh, or a slowdown of inflation. Now, policymakers focus more on the core inflation as a signal for longer term trends and is mostly what the Fed refers to by determining monetary policy uh, directions um, as well. Now, um, that with the latest data, the market anticipates that the Fed will keep the interest rates unchanged. But the Fed chair, uh, Jerome Powell, has hinted of possible more rate hikes if uh, that 2% target mm. isn't met. And of course, it is still well up, uh, above that 2% range at the moment, though it is slowing. So we'll have to see. Uh, the Fed isn't engaged in uh, meetings uh, as we speak at the moment. Mm. So we'll probably get the latest uh, after their meeting is done. Thank you very much, Aram. Uh, I hope you feel better. We'll see you tomorrow. I hope so too. You're very welcome. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.